ಶ್ರೀಗಣೇಶಾ ನಮ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಸರಸ್ವತ್ಯ ನಮಃ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಹೆಲೋ ಲಿಸನರ್ಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ಈಸ್ ರವಿ ರಂಗನಾಥನ್ ವೆಲ್ಕಮಿಂಗ್ ಯು ಟು ದ ಥರ್ಟಿ ನೈನ್ತ್ ಎಪಿಸೋಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಭಗವದ್ಗೀತಾ ಯಹ ಪಶ್ಯತಿ ಸ ಪಶ್ಯತಿ ಇನ್ ದ ಲಾಸ್ಟ್ ಎಪಿಸೋಡ್ ವಿ ಸಾ ದ ಡಿಫರೆನ್ಸ್ ಬಿಟ್ವೀನ್ ಅಕ್ಷರ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮನ್ಸ್ ಅಬೋರ್ಡ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಾಸ್ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಲೋಕ ದರ್ ಈಸ್ ಸಮಥಿಂಗ್ ಬಿಯಾಂಡ್ ದ ಸೈಕಲ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಕ್ರಿಯೇಷನ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಡೆಸಲ್ಯೂಷನ್ ಸಮಥಿಂಗ್ ದಟ್ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸೆಂಡ್ಸ್ ಟೈಮ್ ಸ್ಪೇಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಆಬ್ಜೆಕ್ಟ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಅಕ್ಷರ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮನ್ ದಿ ಅಟರ್ನಲ್ ಇಂಪೆರಿಷಬಲ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಮ್ಯಾನಿಫೆಸ್ಟ್ ಗಾಡ್ ಈವನ್ ವೆನ್ ಆಲ್ ಬೀಯಿಂಗ್ಸ್ ಅಪ್ ಟು ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಇನ್ಕ್ಲೂಡಿಂಗ್ ದ ಕ್ರಿಯೇಟರ್ ದಿ ಫೋರ್ ಹಂಡ್ರೆಡ್ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ಗೋ ಇನ್ ಟು ಅನ್ಮ್ಯಾನಿಫೆಸ್ಟ್ ದಿಸ್ ಎಟರ್ನಲ್ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮನ್ ಡಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ಸ್ಪೇಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಟೈಮ್ ಇಟ್ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ಆರ್ ಪಾರ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಕ್ರಿಯೇಷನ್ ಇಫ್ ಕ್ರಿಯೇಷನ್ ಸ್ಟಾರ್ಟರ್ ಅಟ್ ಎ ಪರ್ಟಿಕ್ಯುಲರ್ ಟೈಮ್ ಸೇ ತ್ರೀ ಪಿ ಎಮ್ ಆನ್ ಟ್ವೆಂಟಿ ಸಿಕ್ಸ್ತ್ ಮಾರ್ಚ್ ದೆನ್ ದ ಕ್ವಶನ್ ಈಸ್ ವಾಟ್ ವಾಸ್ ದೇರ್ ಅಟ್ ಟೂ ಫಿಫ್ಟಿ ನೈನ್ ಪಿ ಎಮ್ ಆನ್ ಟ್ವೆಂಟಿ ಸಿಕ್ಸ್ತ್ ಮಾರ್ಚ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಎ ಮೆಟೀರಿಯಲಿಸ್ಟಿಕ್ ಪಾಯಿಂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ವ್ಯೂ ಟು ಅಂಡರ್ಸ್ಟ್ಯಾಂಡ್ ವಾಟ್ ಹ್ಯಾಪಂಡ್ ಸೈಂಟಿಸ್ಟ್ ಟೇಕ್ ದ ಬಿಗ್ ಬ್ಯಾಂಗ್ ಆಸ್ ಅ ರೆಫರೆನ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಕಾಲ್ ಇಟ್ ಟೈಮ್ ಝೀರೋ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಟ್ರೈ ಟು ಫೈಂಡ್ ಔಟ್ ವಾಟ್ ಹ್ಯಾಪಂಡ್ ಆಫ್ಟರ್ ದಟ್ ಬಟ್ ಹೌ ದ ಬಿಗ್ ಬ್ಯಾಂಗ್ ಇಟ್ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ಹ್ಯಾಪಂಡ್ ಈಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ಅಡ್ರೆಸ್ಟ್ ಕಂಟಿನ್ಯೂಯಿಂಗ್ ಭಗವಾನ್ ಡಿಕ್ಲೇರ್ಸ್ ದ ಗೋಲ್ ಆಫ್ ಆಲ್ ಬೀಯಿಂಗ್ಸ್ ಅವ್ಯಕ್ತೋಕ್ಷರ ಇತಿ ಯುಕ್ತ ತಮಾಹು ಪರಮಾಂ ಗತಿಂ ವೆಲಿಯೇರಾದದು ಅಳಿಯಾದದು ಎನ್ನ ಕೂರುಂ ಅದೈ ಉಯರ್ಂದ ಲಕ್ಷ್ಯಂ ಎಂಬ ಅರ್ಜುನ ಯು ವಾಂಟೆಡ್ ಶ್ರೇಯಸ್ ಇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ಆನ್ ದ ಅದರ್ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ ವಾಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಕಾಲ್ಡ್ ದಿ ಅನ್ಮ್ಯಾನಿಫೆಸ್ಟ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದ ಇಂಪೆರಿಷಬಲ್ ಇಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಸೆಟ್ ಟು ಬಿ ದ ಅಲ್ಟಿಮೇಟ್ ಡೆಸ್ಟಿನೇಷನ್ ಆಫ್ ಆಲ್ ಓಕೆ ಇಫ್ ಐ ರೀಚ್ ದ ಡೆಸ್ಟಿನೇಷನ್ ವಾಟ್ ಹ್ಯಾಪನ್ಸ್ ಎಂ ಪ್ರಾಪ್ಯ ನ ನಿವರ್ತಂತೆ ಅದೇ ಸೇರಿದವರ್ ಪಿನ್ ತಿರುಂಬ ಮಾಟಾರ್ ಅಟೈನಿಂಗ್ ದಟ್ ಎ ಪರ್ಸನ್ ಈಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ರೀಬಾರ್ನ್ ಓ ದಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಇಂಟ್ರೆಸ್ಟಿಂಗ್ ಹೂ ಓನ್ಸ್ ದಟ್ ಪ್ಲೇಸ್ ತತ್ ಪರಮಂ ಧಾಮ ಮಮ ಅದು ಎನ್ನುಡೆಯ ಉಯರ್ಂದ ಇಡಂ ದಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಮೈ ಸುಪ್ರೀಂ ಅಬೋರ್ಡ್ ಮೈ ಅಬೋರ್ಡ್ ಈಸ್ ಬಿಯಾಂಡ್ ಟೈಮ್ ಸ್ಪೇಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಆಬ್ಜೆಕ್ಟ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಹೆನ್ಸ್ ಇಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಪರಮ್ ಸುಪ್ರೀಂ ವೆನ್ ವಿ ಗೋ ಆನ್ ಯ ವೆಕೇಷನ್ ವಿ ಬುಕ್ ಅವರ್ ರಿಟರ್ನ್ ಟಿಕೆಟ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದೆನ್ ಗೋ ಬಟ್ ದಿಸ್ ಪ್ಲೇಸ್ ಡಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ನೀಡ್ ಎ ರಿಟರ್ನ್ ಟಿಕೆಟ್ ಅರ್ಜುನ ಯು ಆರ್ ಆಲ್ವೇಸ್ ಇಂಟ್ರೆಸ್ಟೆಡ್ ಇನ್ ಕಂಪ್ಯಾರಿಷನ್ ಐ ಗಿವ್ ಯು ಟೂ ಆಪ್ಷನ್ಸ್ ಫಸ್ಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಟು ಗೆಟ್ ಯು ಅ ಪ್ಲೇಸ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ವಿಚ್ ದರ್ ಇಸ್ ನೋ ರಿಟರ್ನ್ ದಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಮೈ ಸುಪ್ರೀಂ ಪ್ಲೇಸ್ ದ ಅದರ್ ಆಪ್ಷನ್ ಈಸ್ ಟು ಎಂಜಾಯ್ ಯುವರ್ ಲೈಫ್ ಇನ್ ಹೆವೆನ್ ಆರ್ ಇನ್ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಲೋಕ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದನ್ ಟೇಕ್ ಬರ್ತ್ ಎಗೇನ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಗೆಟ್ ಸ್ಟಕ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಸೈಕಲ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಬರ್ತ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಡೆತ್ ದ ತ್ರೀ ಮೈನ್ ಸ್ಕೂಲ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ವೇದಾಂತ ಇಂಟರ್ಪ್ರೆಟ್ ದ ಸುಪ್ರೀಂ ಅಬೌಟ್ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ಡಿಫ್ರೆಂಟ್ಲಿ ವೆನ್ ದ ಜೀವಾತ್ಮ ರೀಚಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ಸುಪ್ರೀಂ ಪ್ಲೇಸ್ ಇಟ್ ಮರ್ಜಸ್ ವಿತ್ ದ ಸುಪ್ರೀಂ ವಿತ್ ನೋ ಡಿಫ್ರೆನ್ಸ್ ಸೇಸ್ ಅದ್ವೈತ ಆಫ್ ಶ್ರೀ ಆದಿಶಂಕರ ದಿ ಜೀವ ಮರ್ಜಸ್ ವಿತ್ ವಿಷ್ಣು ಆಸ್ ಪಾರ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಬಾಡಿ ಸೇಸ್ ವಿಶಿಷ್ಟದ್ವೈತ ಆಫ್ ಶ್ರೀರಾಮಾನುಜಾಚಾರ್ಯ ದಿ ಜೀವ ಸ್ಟೇಸ್ ಅಸ್ ಎ ಸಪರೇಟ್ ಜೀವ ಸೇಸ್ ದ್ವೈತ ಆಫ್ ಶ್ರೀ ಮಾಧವಾಚಾರ್ಯ ಭಗವಾನ್ ಇಸ್ ದರ್ ಅನ್ ಈಸಿಯರ್ ವೇ ಟು ರೀಚ್ ಯುವರ್ ಪ್ಲೇಸ್ ಪುರುಷ ಸಪರ ಪಾರ್ಥ ಭಕ್ತ್ಯಾಲಭ್ಯಸ್ತ ಅನನ್ಯ ಪಾರ್ಥ ಅಂದ ಉಯರ್ ಪುರುಷ ಉಣ್ಮೆಯಲ್ಲಿ
அவரின் உள்ளே இருக்கும் உயிரினங்கள் யாரால் எல்லாம் இங்கு பரவியுள்ளது பை ஹூம் ஆல் திஸ் இஸ் பர்வேடட் அண்ட் ஆல் பீங்ஸ் ஆர் சிச்சுவேட்டட் வித் இன் ஹிம் திஸ் சுப்ரீம் புருஷா இஸ் பர்வேடிங் ஆல் தீஸ் பீயிங்ஸ் ஹூ ஆர் ஆல் சிச்சுவேட்டட் இன் வேரியஸ் வேர்ல்ட்ஸ் திஸ் இஸ் ஹி இஸ் இன் ஆல் தி சுப்ரீம் புருஷா இஸ் தி அபோர்ட் ஆஃப் ஆல் பீயிங்ஸ் அண்ட் தட் சுப்ரீம் புருஷா பர்வேட்ஸ் எவ்ரி திங் திஸ் இஸ் ஆல் இஸ் இன் ஹிம் The pure consciousness has pervaded everything and everything is in pure consciousness. The gold jewelry is all pervaded by gold and gold has all the gold jewelries in it. In whom all beings are situated, by which all these are pervaded, putting these two together, we can conclude that everything everywhere is God. That is, there is not one God but there is only God. that is the definition of god in sanatana dharma the supreme purusha is in all and all is in that supreme purusha this one in all and all in one idea is the seed for chapters 10 and 11 respectively and discussed as purushottama the best among purushas in chapter 15 okay is there any other supreme purusha ananyaya without another there is no other avyakto avyaktat unmanifest of unmanifest there is only one supreme purusha only one supreme goal moving on to segment 6 verses 23 to 26 bhagavan takes up an interesting topic as the last topic for this chapter after death what happens to the jivatma he introduces this section by saying i shall describe the path which a yogi having departed never returns to this world and also that path when a yogi is sure to return actually the words used are yatra kale prayata meaning when departed that is at the time of death if the word kale is taken to mean time the verse gives the literal meaning which is difficult to comprehend if the word kale is taken to mean path then it gives an extended more meaningful meaning first let us get an idea of who is making this journey after death the physical body is cremated or buried and the body goes back into panchabhuta the five elements if buried the flesh disintegrates becomes food for worms and the bones are lying there even after thousands and millions of years later that is how we came to know about dinosaurs body has no knowledge and has perished it cannot go anywhere atma is universal consciousness and is all pervading so it also cannot go anywhere also atma has no birth and no death in between there is this guy who is caught up in all these dramas this clown is called jivatma in vedanta it is also called the reflected consciousness this jivatma along with its subtle body is the one that is traveling taking birth to birth when we fly there is a pilot who is flying the plane in the same way is there anyone who is taking us to the other world Yes, Bhagavan has appointed many pilots to take Jeevatmas to their earned destinations. But only two destination airports are available to travel. The first is Agnir Jyotirata Suklaha Shanmasa Uttarayanam Tatra Prayata Gachanti Brahma Brahma Vidojanaham Thi Oli Pahal Valarpirai Arumada Vadapayanam Ange Kilambivar பிரம்மனிடம் செல்வர் பிரம்மனை அறிந்த மக்கள் 
The second is Dumo Ratristata Krishnaham Chanmasa Dakshinayanam Tatra Chandramasam Jyotihi Yogi Prapyan Ivartate Puhai Iravu Melum Tepirai Arumada Tenpayanam Ange Chandra Voli Yogi Hal Petru Thirumbuvar. So far we were sailing smoothly in this chapter. Now comes some difficulty. Whom does the word Brahma refer to here? Is it the supreme Akshara Brahman or the four-headed creator Brahma whose time period was discussed a few verses ago? First, let me take it as referring to Akshara Brahman and in the chapter appreciation portion, let us see what it means to take it as the creator Brahma. Knowers of Brahman who depart along the path of fire, light, daytime, bright fortnight, six months of the northern course of the sun attain Brahman. On the other hand, the yogi who is departing along the path of smoke, night and likewise the black fortnight and the six months of the southern course of the sun having attained to the lunar sphere returns. In the airport of death, there are two gates with the big signboards. One says Brahma Vido Janaha for the people who know Brahman meaning self-realized. And the second gate says Prapya Nivartate all others with return tickets. No return ticket is checked in the first gate. Return ticket is given at the second gate. The first route is a path of light and the second is a path of darkness. The first is called Uttarayanam Margam, the northern journey, also known as the route of Surya, the sun. The destination of this route is Brahman. The second is called Dakshinayanam Margam, the southern journey, also known as the route of Chandra, the moon. In India, the six months of northerly journey of the sun is considered very sacred. Movement of the sun from one zodiac sign to the next is called Shankaranti. The northern journey of the sun starts on December 22nd when the sun enters Capricorn which is called Makaram in Indian languages. Hence it is called Makara Shankaranti. It is the most important of all the Sankarantis. The journey ends and the southern journey starts on June 21st. Using the story in Mahabharata as supporting data, some take these verses in literal sense. After the Gurukshetra war, Bhishma waited for the Uttarayanam period, the period when the sun travels in the northerly direction to leave his body. But Bhishma had the boon from his father that he can choose the day and time when he will leave his body. If Bhishma had died without exercising that boon, then the words of his father will have no meaning. For that, he chooses the day and time. If these two verses are taken literally, then some difficult questions arise. If a person is self-realized, then how can external conditions like the time of the day decide where the yogi goes? If a self-realized yogi dies at night or during dark fortnight or during the southern journey of the sun, will he or she be denied reaching Brahman and forced to take the southern path and get another birth? For that matter, does it mean anyone who dies during daytime or the northern journey of the sun automatically attains Brahman? Also, Bhagavad Gita teaching happened in India, which is located in the northern hemisphere. If that is the reference, then in the southern hemisphere, do yogis who die during the dark period go to Brahman? So it is important to understand other perspectives. Every day, millions of humans, animals, insects, trees, 
plants are all dying all are jivatmas based on their karma they are taken in one or the other route bhagwan is not the traffic cop he has appointed staff who take care of it they are the guiding forces the path of light has fire devata jyoti devata daytime devata bright fortnight devata uttarayana devata the path of darkness has smoke devata night devata black fortnight devata and dakshinayana devata these devatas are to be taken as those who are in charge of guiding the jivatmas to their destination they are like the flight attendants who guide us through our journey the devatas in the path of light take charge of self realized yogis irrespective of when they die the devatas in the path of darkness take charge of all others i suppose the light devatas have light work and the poor dark devatas have to work non stop this idea about guiding forces is made clear in the bragadaranyaka upanishad it says from the devata identified with the fire one reaches the devata identified with the illumination and from there one goes to the devata identified with the day then from him to the devata identified with the waxing moon from him to the devata identified with the six months when the sun goes on its northern course chandogya upanishad also states the same instead of a devata it says it is a world by itself north usually indicates ascendancy and light south usually indicates descendancy and darkness light represents knowledge and darkness represents ignorance so the northern path is called shukla gati the path of light and is to be taken as the path traveled after having known the self and the southern path is called krishna gati the path of darkness and is traveled by all others the jivatma is traveling in a direction with a higher and higher brilliance with a longer and longer duration of light during its northern journey and longer darker space during the southern journey to travel the northern path the qualification is that the yogi should know brahman naturally those who travel through the southern path are yogis and non yogis who do not know brahman even if they follow karma yoga they do not yet know about their inner self or they are ritualistics who do not know brahman in essence all non self realized persons have to take the southern path which comes with a non refundable non cancelable non exchangeable return ticket another perspective is that the fire corresponds to the heat in the body because of which things happen within the body it represents an alert mind and healthy body that through contemplation is able to rise the kundalini power and exit through the top of the head they are liberated on the other hand smoke night all indicate darkness ignorance and unhealthy body unsteady breath chandra is the moon moon represents a world of emotions and matter the mind is confused and clouded in darkness and is not fit for contemplation to realize brahman they have rebirth there is no mention that the jivatma will be born only as a human being it can be any type of body depending on the karma it has to exhaust it depends on the last thought before death it could be in any other similar world in another galaxy it may be immediate or after a period of time 
This includes all those who have done good karma as well as bad karma. Those who are working towards self-knowledge and those who are completely immersed in the world of objects. Those who are spiritual as well as those who are secular, agnostics, atheists, etc. Irrespective of these differences, they are stuck in cycles of birth and death until they release themselves through realization of Supreme. Okay, Bhagavan, are you sure there is a path of return? Is reincarnation real? Bhagavan says, in this world, there is an opinion that both paths are eternal. People think that there is no return in either of the paths. But the fact is that Shukla Gati, the path of light, has no return. Whereas Krishna Gati, the path of darkness, is a path of return. This was a reference to some early Karma Kandis who thought that heaven or hell are permanent places and there is no return from that place. This idea got updated as the idea of reincarnation started taking deep roots and more contemplation took place during the Aranyakanda and Upanishad periods. Bhavan is now ready to finish the chapter. Arjuna, the reason I am explaining all this is that knowing these two paths, the yogi should not be deluded. One path will bring you back to samsara and the other will take you to Brahman. There should not be confusion about this. Therefore, be steadfast in yoga at all times. Saying that, Bhavan throws in a hand grenade to shatter the arguments Arjuna put forth in chapter 1. Arjuna was arguing for the continuation of the Vedic rituals performed in the society to get rewards like heaven. Bhavan says, knowing these two paths, a yogi transcends all the meritorious rewards that are prescribed for the study of the Vedas as well as for the performance of yajnas, austerities and for charities too. Transcending all this, yogi will attain to that primeval state, the supreme Nirguna Brahman, the beginningless being. So Arjuna, please understand that the rituals you are talking about give you only a return ticket to heaven and other worlds but they do not give you permanent citizenship rights there. If you want liberation, then be a yogi and realize your inner self and Brahman. The chapter ends with that. Next, chapter appreciation. Bhavan is saying that the last thoughts decides where we go. Sanatana Dharma also says that our past karmas dictate where we go. Which one really decides? We do not know what thoughts will come at the time of death. The last thought will be decided by what we are used to thinking. Whatever is our thinking pattern during life, it will be our thinking pattern at the time of death also. That thinking pattern will overwhelm other thoughts and will stand at the top of the thought mountain. Throughout life, our thinking pattern was driven by our past karmas rising from deep-rooted vasanas. Subsequently, after death also, the karma will decide the next stage. So, the answer is, your karma drives you towards your last thought. As an example, a cardiologist is one who has been thinking about becoming a cardiologist all the time and works towards it. Subsequently, her actions like how well she studied, how skillful she is with her hands decides where she goes in life. Second appreciation. The very first question of Arjuna was, Kim Tat Brahma? The answer given by Bhagavan refers to Brahman and not four-headed Brahma. In the verse where the northern journey was described, the word Brahma was interpreted as Brahman. Another way to understand the two paths is to take the word Brahma 
as the four-headed creator who is in Brahma Loka instead of Akshara Brahman. In this interpretation, the Jnanis go to Brahma Loka and from there merge with the Brahman when everything else goes into unmanifest state. In addition to the Jnanis, the Karma Yogis and Upasakas who die without knowing Brahman will get the knowledge in Brahma Loka and then will merge with the Brahman at the beginning of dissolution. If they do not get knowledge there also, then they will go into unmanifestation and take manifestation again at the beginning of the next creation cycle. If you don't want to return, then do Upasana, the easier path that Bhagavan suggested. Depending on the desires and the intensity of Upasana, they are dropped at different worlds like Swargaloka, Brahmaloka. On the other hand, those who perform only sacrifices without Upasana and those who do not do any sacrifices all go through the root of Chandra, the southern journey and return. Third appreciation. In verse 20, while describing the abode of Akshara Brahman, Bhagavan said that his abode is beyond and better than going through the cycle of manifest to unmanifest to manifest. His place is unaffected even when everything else is dissolved. At the individual level, I, the Atma, is beyond the mind and better than the cycles of waking and sleeping states. For the individual small I to rise, there has to be the mind. But the I, the Atma, exists even without the mind. It is beyond the mind. For example, when the mind wakes up from sleep, the consciousness says, I am. During deep sleep, though I still exist, the mind is in lion, in an unmanifest state. Next day, as manifestation takes place from deep sleep to waking state, the mind again comes back to the individual. The mind goes into I, the Atma, and then comes back from I, the Atma. Hence, I, the Atma, is permanent and the mind is transient. I, the Atma, is not affected by the creation, sustenance and dissolution of the mind. Fourth Appreciation Remembering Bhagavan at the time of death With this teaching in Bhagavad Gita, if you now look at the tradition of Sanatana Dharma society, then you can appreciate many traditions. On every major or sometimes even minor life event, God is first invoked. When we got a new dress, we were asked to put a little yellow turmeric powder on it. Keep it near the altar and wear it. For Vishukhani, the first day of the astronomical year, before sunrise, parents will cover our eyes and take us from bed to the altar directly. You have to touch the grains, coins, etc. and open your eyes to the sight of God. You can find a Puranic story associating celestial events to gods. There are so many festivals in your local temples to keep reminding you of a higher power. On some occasions, they even bring the temple god to the streets in decorated palanquins. At home, there is a special puja or prayers for anything and everything. The first time a baby is given solid food, a housewarming ceremony, simantam, going to exam, graduation, employment, etc. Even inert objects like tools, cars, etc. are given a special day of puja. When you use a notebook, you first write an O at the top of the page. Yearly finance accounts are opened with a puja. By creating such a tradition, the ancients gave a lifestyle to keep thinking about God in all our activities. In modern times, one can see some form of God in car dashboards to remember the higher power before you start the engine 
to guide you in your journey this tradition includes even entertainment like music and dance classical music and dance forms like bharatanatyam mainly use lyrics that focus on god so students of these art forms have to use these art forms to think and go beyond art also in every religious tradition the near and dear tries to help the person on the deathbed to have a peaceful exit by reading singing or chanting the scriptures in sanatana dharma tradition when a person is on deathbed people surrounding him chant vishnu sahasranamam or chant om namah shivaya on the person's ear these provide a divine atmosphere for the person to leave the body even with all these external aids there is no guarantee that the mind of the dying person will think of bhagavan at the time of death because atmaiva rupuratmanaha our mind is our own enemy that is why we have to make our mind our friend this we saw in chapter 6 also the dead body is never laid down with the head in the north direction because yama the lord of death comes from the south and it is disrespectful to show feet to him as final appreciation let us get an idea of how vaishnava acharyas interpret this chapter in chapter 7 though bhagavan mentioned there are four types of devotees artho jignasur artarthi and jnani vaishnava acharyas say in general there are three types of devotees first is kaivalyatri those who seek self realization the pure state of jivatma this is a jnani this type of devotee should know the difference between atma and anatma between consciousness and matter they should stay away from worldly activities they should understand that the body is something to get rid of once for all by not having rebirth second is ishwar yatri those who desire worldly joys they are those who want to gain the lost wealth and those who want to gain wealth for the first time they are artho jignasu and artarthi they have to understand the five elements adibhutam they should think superior things of taste smell form touch etc as things to obtain they have to understand indra lokam and brahma lokam known in general adi devatam from the angle of enjoying things the third is mokshatri those who seek moksha they are not interested in self realization or worldly enjoyment they only long for moksha the residence in vaikuntha to enjoy the bliss of embaruman narayana in essence each of these three types need to understand different truths and this is what was indicated in the last two verses of the previous chapter verse 29 of chapter 7 is for the jnani devotee who seeks self realization and the final verse is for bhartho jignasu and artarthi with this chapter 8 comes to an end until next time this is raviranganathan bidding goodbye bhagavad gita yah pashyati sapashyati yah pashyati sapashyati yah pashyati sapashyati Oh